This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lepschutz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you? good it's been a long day but I'm, I'm ready to talk some pop with you woohoo as always i'm ready to talk pop with you Aww. Aww. because the billboard pop shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on billboards weekly charts in addition you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news fun chart stats and stories new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop today keith on the show, we'll talk about Eminem's blistering takedown of President Trump during the BET Hip Hop Awards, Ed Sheeran's broken arm, and how it may affect his upcoming tour, as well as the American Music Awards nominees, uh, which were announced last week, and who we think will be walking away with the top prizes. Plus, we've got chart news. Woo! Chart yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, Post Malone earns his first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. Rapper NF naps his first number one album on the Billboard 200 with Perception. And Pink is heading for a big debut on next week's Billboard 200 chart as she is aiming to score her second number one album. But wait, there's more. Uh, Dea came into the office here in L.A. and talked all about her new single, which is conveniently called New. Uh, she also talked about, you know, how she signed up with Interscope Records and uh, working with Stargate and all sorts of fun stuff. So stick around for our chat with Dea later on in the show. Love Dea. She's she's the best. Um, but first, Keith, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. Keith, let's hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. So this 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 headline, you know, what's funny is we have a couple things from last week, but people are still talking about them. Eminem delivered a furious freestyle against President Trump in a video that aired during last week's BET Hip Hop Awards and almost immediately went viral. In the clip, M accuses the president of racism, misogyny, and divisiveness, and name checks Colin Kaepernick, who tweeted out the video. That was pretty cool to see. If you haven't watched it yet, where have you been? Or did, how have you not seen it yet, if you haven't seen it? 
in other Eminem news, he has reportedly finished his new album. Which so. should come out, like, next month, according to rumors. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we were talking about it at the office. Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's announced. It would certainly make sense, though. You have uh, Sam Smith coming next month. You have Taylor Swift. and But but you have a couple of those prime holiday, like, Black Friday uh, release dates kind of wide open. You never know. Maybe, maybe Eminem is uh is you know finishing up and and there, looking at those dates there's no way eminem dropped into a uh, nationally televised award show just to show up and not promote something so i mean come on there's clearly got to be an album that's on that's waiting in the wings and uh it's too bad this wasn't a proper single it probably would have made a big chart debut this week but um yeah. unfortunately it didn't chart but uh eminem is back guess who's back back again what else is going on, Jason? Uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, poor Ed Sheeran. He repo- re- he reportedly broke his right I, arm. He definitely had a, a. I think we can say he definitely re- broke his arm because well, he Instagrammed a picture of himself. Well, I don't know. Is it actually himself. broken? That's the thing. Is that he he hurt oh, his he right j- arm? Oh, I didn't. I, want, I I don't know if he broke it, but it looks like he broke it after being involved in a bicycle accident on Monday morning. And well, Ed will be okay. It's you know, it's just an arm. It's okay. His Divide Tour may not. Uh, Sheeran is scheduled to resume his Divide Tour in Asia on October 22nd, but because of the biking snafu, he may have to postpone a few dates. Fortunately, he should be all healed when he returns to North America in 2018 for his stadium tour, which is actually his first headlining stadium tour. And, uh, you know, Keith, it's it's interesting that, uh, um, you know, obviously get well soon, Ed, but the the fact that he's touring stadiums now um is is it's pretty ridiculous. remarkable yeah i yeah. mean if you think about it beyonce's first stadium tour was just on this last formation tour she was playing arenas before that um you know taylor swift uh kind of the same thing with 1989 you have someone like bruno mars who who's still playing arenas although he's he's doing multiple nights at arenas so the fact that ed sheeran already playing stadiums pretty cool I wonder, I mean, who else plays stadiums with any sort of regularity? Like, well, I mean, as I just sort of like, you know, ask you a question that you have no, no that's preparation fair. You for. know, it, a lot of the, a lot of the kind of classic rock bands, uh, I saw Coldplay at a stadium this summer. True. Um, true. You, you obviously you playing stadiums. Um, Bruce Springsteen. But yeah, in terms of pop, uh, Taylor Swift, Beyonce now, uh, One Direction did when they were, uh, together. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so there, it's it's a pretty rarefied area. Yeah, I mean, but Ed Sheeran is an incredibly huge superstar at the moment. Incredibly huge. Uh, so the nominees for the 2017 American Music Awards were announced last week, and the Artists of the Year nominees are Ed Sheeran, speaking of which, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, The Chainsmokers, and Bruno Mars. No female art- artist, sadly, though... Julia Michaels is up for New Artist of the Year alongside Niall Horan, James Arthur, Post Malone, and Ray Sremmerd, who I don't think is a new artist, but you know what? I'm not going to quibble. The fan-voted awards will be handed out on November 19th. Now, um, again, fan-voted American Music Awards. Keith, Artist of the Year, again, I'll I'll read them again. Ed Sheeran, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, The Chainsmokers, Bruno Mars. Who uh, Who do you think takes the cake? Just whoever has the biggest fan base um, that is most aggressive with their voting. Um, also, I want to point out how you noted no female artists. Um, and Halsey called that out, as did a lot of people on the Internet um, saying, oh, my God, what's this like dude party in the artist, you know, top new artist or top artist category? Um, 
fine print is that these awards categories and the nominations are based upon chart performance on the Billboard charts. Um, Ultimately, the winners are determined by a popular vote, but the nominees are determined by like performance on the Billboard charts. So um, despite the fact that there have been a number of female artists that have had number one albums in the past year, including, you know, Lady Gaga and uh, I don't lots of other people, Katy Perry, um, <laughs> you know, so many women, um, they haven't had consistent, sustained success, success in, you know, the top of the Hot 100 and the top of the Billboard 200 and, you know, what what have you. And, and we've noted this, like, there was a time where the top 10 of the Hot 100 was just like short on any women um now lately we've had taylor swift and cardi b um come back but for a while like unless you were like rihanna featured on a track like there was like no ladies in the top 10 basically so yeah it's weird but i think it's also speaking to what music is in the past year and it's been overwhelmingly dude driven in terms of the most commercially successful popular stuff now to answer your question who do I think will actually win this category? <laughs> yep. um, I would imagine like Ed Sheeran probably will, just because all the Cheerios will probably vote for him in force. That's just my guess. I, I wouldn't underestimate Drake, man. I would not do that. We'll be watching it over here at Billboard, the American Music Awards, again on November 19th. That is we'll the, probably uh, be at the show. Yeah, we'll be at the show. You'll, I mean, you'll definitely be at the, probably, at the show. Probably. I don't know. I come usually on, am. Come on. You can come out for it, Jason. Well, you know what? I'll be in, I'll be in L.A. Uh, the week before, so maybe. We can hang out. We can we can do the podcast live together. Oh, oh boy, uh, Keith, we got to move for on. The chart man. Chat. Let's do yeah. it. Um, well, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one on the Hot 100, Post Malone's Rockstar featuring Twenty One Savage grants both of the rappers their first number ones. Number two over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, rapper NF nabs his first number one with Perception, and number three. Pink is heading for number one next week on the Billboard 200 with her new album, Beautiful Trauma. Let's break down each of these individually. First up, Post Malone hits number one on the Hot 100 with Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. The song, which rises two to one, edges out Cardi B's Bodak Yellow by a small margin, pushing uh, Bodak Yellow down to number two after a three-week run at number one. Whenever I say three-week, it comes out as like (laughs) three-week. A three-week run at number one. Um, this is Baba Walter. Rockstar is powered mostly by streams. It's the number one uh, song on the streaming songs chart. But it's finally catching on at radio, finally, as it debuts at number 38 on the radio songs chart. Again, it's another example of how a song can be number one on the Hot 100, powered strongly by streams and good sales, but not a whole heck of a lot of mainstream radio airplay. The power of streams. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, and and Keith, it is pretty surprising to me that this song has done so well. And and it's honestly nothing against the song, but I I, I remember when it debuted at number two, hmm. and it, you know that's just it's such a hard thing to do without like a, a really like an A list star as part of a song. Um, but you know, uh, the power Post of Post Malone. Yeah, it's I mean, just, Post is ha- is having a, an unbelievable year. It's 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 almost underrated. Yeah, um, well, speaking of Post Malone, um, uh, this song, Rockstar, isn't actually on Post Malone's current album, which is called Stoney, Um, but uh, 
and it's expected that this song will be on his next album, which I think has been in the works for like months and months now. So who knows when this album is going to come out? I would assume soonish, but who knows? Um, uh, in the meantime, um, Post Malone has just been in general so popular um, in the past, well, pretty much like the past year. His album, Stony, um, has been in the top 25 of the Billboard 200 for the past 44 straight weeks, basically ever since it debuted. Um, back at number six, 44 weeks ago. Um, this week, it finally hits the top five for the first time. Aww. It hits a new peak. It rises six to four. So other thing I wanted to say about uh, Post Malone and Rockstar, uh, this is interesting. Rockstar is the fourth number one song in a row on the Hot 100 that is not currently available on the respective artist's album. Ooh. So Rockstar is not on an album yet. Um, it follows Bodak Yellow, which is not on an album yet. Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do, which we know will be on her Reputation album, but that's not out yet. And then, of course, the 17-month reign of Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito. I know it wasn't 17 months, but, you know, it seemed like it. Um, Despacito still is not months. on an album yet. Um, so basically, like, for the past five months, the most popular song in the country has not been available on an album which is kind of crazy. If you think yeah, that it. is pretty crazy. And, I, and obviously, you know, something like a Taylor Swift, it's it's the lead single for an album that's about to drop. But yeah, it, in terms of Post Malone doesn't have an album date. Uh, Cardi B does not as well. Despacito, who knows what album, if any, that will appear on ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think I still maintain it's a missed opportunity for Despacito. I feel like when, when Despacito was so huge for like its first few weeks, there was ample time for Luis Fonsi's label to put together a greatest hits album and tack Despacito onto it and say, you know what? For all you millions of people that are just getting to learn who Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee are thanks to this huge hit single, here's a greatest hits record to get you familiar with this entire catalog of many, many hits that maybe you haven't heard of yet because you only know him for Despacito. And that album would have charted incredibly high on the Billboard 200. And yet, they didn't, which is weird. But, you know, whatever. What Um, can you do? Anyway, over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, rapper NF debuts at number one with Perception, his first chart-topping set. It's his third full-length studio album. Um, It was released on October 6th, and it starts with 55,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 12th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 38,000 were in traditional album sales, which is the rapper's best sales week yet. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um... 55,000 is actually the smallest uh, number for a number one debuting album in 2017. So uh, clearly NF, who I think most people are probably not terribly familiar with, uh, picked the right week to release his album because it was a very soft week. There was little competition. And he, with his dedicated fan base, was able to eke out a number one. Had this album come out pretty much in any other week this year it would not have been number one so uh this is the right time right place sort of deal for someone um and it worked out for him so congratulations to nf on his first yeah pre- number one album. pretty pretty surprising and, and congrats i mean you know obviously not like a household name but uh you know i've talked to nf's team this week they're they're extremely excited so congrats that's very cool um yeah so um also something interesting to point out here um, as I said, this was the smallest uh, unit total for a number one debuting album. 
Um, it's the fifth smallest unit total for a number one overall since the chart began ranking titles by consumption units back in late 2014. Um, and NF is just the second act in 2017 to reach number one without ever having charted a song on the Hot 100 chart. Um, the other act was brand new oh. with science fiction earlier this year, which, again, brand new is an, is an act that you're just like, who? Wait, they're at number one? What? Like, who? Who? Huh? What? No, no disrespect to brand new and NF, but <laughs> I would imagine both NF and brand new were probably just like, we're number one? That's, whoa. Like, huh? Like, I'm sure they're probably, like, surprised and amazed, too, and they should be. And anyway, anyway. Um, not to, uh, not to, what am I saying here, Jason? Um, I, I think, think I'm moving on. I think you're moving on, man. Let's Thanks. go. I feel, I feel like I'm just stumbling over my own script. We got to talk about Pink. That's right. According to industry forecasters, Pink's new album, Beautiful Trauma, should easily debut at number one on next week's Billboard 200 chart, and it will score the biggest week of the year for a woman. Sources say the album should earn over 300 thousand wow. equivalent album units in the weekending um the weekending october 12th um other albums not 12th i meant the 19th i'm falling apart jason um other albums aiming for high debuts on the chart include beck's colors and gucci main's mr davis uh, people may be wondering how can pink's album be so huge how well how keith she does have one of those fancy ticket bundle things ah. but that's not all the sales like okay. you know she's actually still selling well at traditional retail and you know at target and and walmart and itunes so um but she does have a ticket bundle which is certainly helping things but that's not like you know the whole shebang but it's a pretty impressive number and it looks like it could be like the biggest number for a woman since like beyonce's lemonade maybe like it's just that big wow so, lots of chart news this week Anything um, you want to add to any of those things that I just rambled about? No, man. I mean, Pink's career just uh, continues to chug along, and and uh, you know, people people keep waiting for her to fall off, and she she simply does not. What about us? No, she uh, just she done... just floats through the air and glides and flies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, um, I really like What About Us. I, I like I like the album. I, I don't I don't love the album. I'm still kind of digging into it, and it took me a while to to warm up to the Truth About Love, her last album. Uh, I feel like beautiful trauma might might do the same. So, but I, I do like what about us? Well, now it is time for our interview with Dea. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dea, in fact, uh, I she I, I think this was not actually in the interview, but uh, we were talking about you, and she's like, "Wait, I've I've talked to Jason before." I'm like, "Yes, you have." And evidently, it was when you had left Billboard it's and you true. were at some other publication. It's true. And you had interviewed her there <laughs> at, at Fuse. <laughs> it's the, true. The place that you were at before you came back to Billboard. Yeah. Well, what's what's funny is that um, I remember I, I just happened to be friends with, with someone who was who was working with her at the time, who's no longer working with her. It was like, oh, check out, check out this song Hideaway from, from this girl that I just started working with. And really liked this song. And I was actually, I think her, I, I, I might be wrong in this, but I think I was like her very first interview. Whoa! Um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. The actually, uh, very quickly, the so a couple months after that, um, "Don't Let Me Down" down with the Chainsmokers started blowing up. Um, Daya started taking off, and and she actually came into the office uh, with her mom, and her mom came up to me and was like, 
I just want to let you know, like, we'll never forget. I was like, don't thank me. Thank Daya for making awesome pop music. So, yeah. Shout out to Daya's mom. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, in our interview, uh, we talk about how she has a brand new single titled New. Uh, the track comes after a very busy two years for Daya, who has notched a trio of top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and won a Grammy Award, not too shabby. Uh, in our chat, we discuss her new single and video, moving from a small indie label to Interscope Records, working with the production team Stargate on the new single, and much more. So, here's our chat with Daya. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Daya. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am super <clears throat> swell. Thank you for coming in. I know you're a little bit under the weather right now. Yeah, I just, like, I'm, like, sucking on a cough drop and, like, just burnt my tongue on some hot tea, but... <laughs> we, clearly, we gave you the tea. It's too up. Please don't sue us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's um, okay. Well, thank you for doing this. Um, it's been a crazy, like, two years for you. Um, in the past two years, you've had three top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, you've won a Grammy Award. Um, and... Uh, including your collaboration with the Chainsmokers, you have sold more than 4 million downloads and had 1.5 billion streams in the U.S. So you've done pretty cool, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and all that before you even turned 19, because you're about to turn 19, right? I am, yeah, the end of this month. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, what has been kind of like the biggest change for you in the past like because I mean really you kind of got started obviously more than two years ago because two years ago is when you started to break through but yeah you were building towards that yeah for a while but in the past two years has like something changed for you where you feel like your life is really totally different from two years ago um well I feel like this pa the past like six months or so have really like shaped um this next like era of my career and I think a lot of that has to do with um the Grammy win which was like <laughs> kind of amazing and then um <laughs> to, say the least, to yeah. say the least um it yeah it was a lot and uh it helped me you know like put new standards um for my new music uh and so and plus that plus like signing with a major label it just it, all these things have kind of come together in the past six months that have really like shaped this next part of my career and um and I feel like the the main the main part of that um, or the main thing that came from that is just that I have a lot more creative freedom and, um, and I'm willing to, you know, use that to work with Interscope as more of a partnership than them, like, deciding things for me and right. them being a major label and just, like... Here, um, wear this. Yeah, here, like, just right. treating me like a doll. So I think it's, it's just, like, it's been a huge improvement in that area. And you went from, you went from a, a little, like, indie, like, small operation on Art Beats to Interscope. Yeah. Um, and it was like a really sort of small self-contained operation. Yeah. With like you and your mom and like a few other people. Yeah. Basically just like working the indie promo circuit. <laughs> yeah. Which is super, I mean. It's hard. Super hard and super unusual for anyone to have that kind of success. Yeah. From like just a handful of people, which I think speaks to the quality and the success of the actual music itself. Because it's hard for anyone to break through, and you broke through the noise. Yeah. Um, with Hideaway, obviously. Yeah, and, and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just incredible what's happened, um, and and also that Interscope believes in you. Yeah, I th no, yeah. I think that that's this is a really cool thing because um, you know I would never take those two years back of being independent and going to 
shows every day than just wearing the same clothes for every show that week or whatever it was. Like, I think it's very economical. It's yeah. it was very it's it's very good. <laughs> you know, it, um, I was saving <laughs> saving a lot of money, saving. But I I think it was it was um it was hard. It was getting to be the point where it's just like I needed to to do something else. I needed to grow a little bit as an artist and. I think that my music was there and all the fans were there and um, and everyone was just, you know, everyone was excited about it, everything, but it's just kind of like taking that to the next level. Right. Um, and so in that area, I feel like it was necessary for me to go to Interscope. Well, in the new era of, of Dea, a new era of Dea, a new day, new a new Dea has dawned. <laughs> oh, There's so many puns. There's so, just so many. You so just can't avoid them. terrible, terrible puns. <laughs> um, well, you just dropped your new single, New. Yes. Uh, which came out, we're recording this like less than a week after the song came out. Yeah. The song and the video came out at the same time, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. Um, that. How are you feeling right now, now that people are listening to the new music? Um, I'm like overwhelmed with the amount of like positivity that's come from it. I mean, I just feel like everyone's just embracing this new um this new sound and um, kind of a new me, but it's it's really just exciting because my old fans are right there with me, and right. um, and I know I was a little hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't know, like if they'll like love this new stuff or if they'll like come along for the ride. But they're they're like more than willing to, and they've been the most supportive of me since the start. So I think it's just exciting to see like them come along with me, plus all these new fans that I'm am gaining from um, this new song, and I'm just excited to see where it goes. What was it about this song? Um that stood out for you that you, you were like okay this is the song that I want people to hear first from because I'm assuming there's obviously more songs that you've done yeah that we haven't heard but why was it this track that you wanted to put out first uh I think this track for a couple of reasons I think one I think it was the most like um strikingly like emotional from the start uh right off the bat and I think that that is just a very it's a very big contrast from the stuff that I put out in the past and um, and I think that was the most, uh, you know, vulnerable one in the lyrics, and it's it's the most like emotionally exciting throughout the drop and throughout the music. So I think that um, it was just a good record to put out to show that I have grown emotionally in the past couple of months, in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to put that out and and have fans be with, just connect with it on connect with me on it and, and realize that. Um, and so that just felt like kind of organic to me and and I just I wrote a lot on this song and I think that that also says a lot um for the past couple of albums I haven't or the past couple of releases I have so many albums you've so got. many albums you know I'm on my 10th or whatever um <laughs> no uh the past couple of releases album, right. <laughs> um <laughs> I haven't I haven't really on my past singles written a lot so I think that this one you know I wrote the majority of and I and that just represents a lot of like self-growth for me and respecting my ideas and respecting um who I am as a songwriter and I've always been a songwriter but I think I've just grown a lot of uh confidence in myself this past the past couple months are you more of a lyricist or are you more of like I'm, the whole shebang? I'm actually, I love doing melodies first. I love, because I've been playing the piano since I was three and I've been just doing music my whole life. Uh-huh. So it just, it's very natural to me and it's just like melodies come to me so much easier. Um, and then I feel like once we get the feel of the track, it doesn't make sense to like, it doesn't make sense to go in and like force a lyric to a track. You know, it, right. it makes sense for us to find everything and then um, kind of be like, okay, what does this song make me feel? And how can I relate to that to my... How can I relate that to my life? Um, you worked on the song with Stargate. Uh, Stargate uh, was, one, was one of the 
producers behind the track. Yeah. Um, how did they get involved? Was that like Interscope connecting the dots and like putting you with them, or was it a more organic thing? Like, oh, I met them at a party somewhere. <laughs> it was not that, but <laughs> that, I probably that, that would. Happen. I probably I mean, would. Mikel and Tor get down. <laughs> um, but I think that Interscope just they they kind of like threw me into a bunch of these like speed dating situations. Oh yeah, which it was just like a bunch of different songwriters and producers every single day. And um, totally not stressful at all. Totally not stressful. Totally, <laughs> totally fine. I didn't have to say the same, like, didn't have to explain my story every single day over and over again. Um, but no, it was fine. It was actually, it was actually great because I had worked with the same group of people up until that point. Right. So it was nice to like kind of branch out and see like who else is in the, um, you know, who else. There's so many talented people out there. Like, yeah. there's just so many, and I'm still meeting new people, and I'm still working with new people to this day. So, um, so Stargate was, they were just amazing from the start, and they really respected my ideas, which I appreciate. And, you know, um, I don't always see that going in with new people. They just assume I'm just like this young girl who hey, you're just a kid. doesn't. You may not have any ideas. Yeah, who I, I don't have which any is ideas. Stupid, which is totally Which is lame. really dumb, and it's just, it's not how I would like to be treated, and I would, and, and so I've kind of, I've put more pressure on myself to just be like, just force myself in these situations and just like, you know, work, work even twice as hard as someone who maybe would be respected right off the bat just to be like, Hey, I am a writer. Like I have these ideas. Like I should be, right. you know, respected as someone who's, you know, anyone, anyone else who's in this session right now. I mean, we've, we've um, talked to people like young younger people on this podcast and they have those stories where and i brought this up before so listeners are probably like oh my god is this story again um but there was a young singer songwriter um who came in and was talking about how they were put into a session with a producer and the producer you know they were talking and the young singer songwriter said oh well here's what i was thinking you know in terms of what they could do for the song and yeah. the producer was just like yeah well what about this instead and the that art, always happens. The artist is just like, no, no, this is my life. It's crazy how much that happens. It's like terrible. It's it's really like they try to make it really subtle and just be like, oh, that's great. That's great. But what and about if just, we tried what this? About this? And you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they just like redirect it and try to, you know, they don't try to like outwardly disrespect you and be like, that's a terrible idea. But then they like, at the same time, it's like subtly they're just like trying to move on to their idea right. instead. So I've had that happen so many times and I just have to like... I just, honestly, I have to work twice as hard as, as I would for, you know, if I was, I don't know, if I was just, like, if I were going into it as, like, a highly respected, like, industry songwriter who's been in the business for, like, 10 years, right. I just, it's it's hard for me, but it's, at the same time, it's my life, so I get to talk about what I want to, and I get to write what I want to write about, like, it's it's not, like, it's their it's not like right. this it's calculated thing. And it's that's like clearly not what happened with the Stargate track with the new with new. No, this was a collaboration. A real no, yeah, they yeah. they are really respectful and they um, they actually just like <laughs> at one point because I spent like a week with them and they were like towards the end of the week they were just like let's just put Day in the booth let's just like put her in the booth see what he, she comes up with um, and so I just I actually came up with all the melodies for new um, and then it just kind of spiraled from there but they've been super supportive of me from the start I love them um, also on the track uh, Leland Brett McLaughlin um, co-wrote the track with yeah. you um, and he co-wrote Hideaway um, so it's nice to have this sort of reunion of the two of you and I know I think he's worked on other material with you possibly um, yeah just because he's been on the show 
previously. Yeah. And he says, oh, I'm working with Day again. Yeah. I can't talk about it at all. <laughs> um, what was it? Why did you want to work with him again on the track and, and sort of get back together with him? Yeah, I think he's so talented and he's just such a good energy to have in the room. And it's so nice to have someone from my past who understands me, who knows me and who I'm friends with. Um, you know, instead of all these people that are strangers and I'm just like meeting right. up for the first time, the first nice that day. Nice to meet you. Let me tell you all about my Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you everything about my life right now. So it's nice to have him um, to be there and just know these things about me already and we just can dive right in. Um, the video came out as well, as we mentioned earlier. Um, the video, it, it's very um, it's very striking. It's very cinematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very, there's lots of interpretive dance happening, yeah. which is really cool, actually, because if you watch it, it, go watch the video if you're listening. Yeah, um, go watch it. You, you get the idea of what's happening as it sort of intercuts between sort of the, sort of the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, you're dancing in a phone booth. Yeah. I'm assuming this had to have been like the first time very you've ever, ever been Absolutely. in a phone booth. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Because you're like, what is this thing? I'm like, what? No. I kept calling it a photo booth. This is like not no. a joke. I kept being like, should I go back in the photo booth now? And they're like, yeah, do the photo booth. Do the photo booth. <laughs> like, this is not some like, this is not some Hollywood party right now. This is, <laughs> this is what people used to use to communicate. And I'm like, what is this? A million years ago, we used to use these to communicate with one another. Yeah, we would put coins inside the machine. <laughs> Um, actually, you don't see them very often. That's why when I you saw them, I'm like, oh, my God, there's a phone booth. I know. Here. I know. That's kind of cool. And I, I kind of wanted to use, like, old um, seeming things just to, I don't, With the just old to car, mix, so yeah, that, just yeah. to kind of mix the past and present or just to juxtapose those two things a little bit more, um, you know, like, definingly. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I love the video so much, and I think every part of it just made a lot of sense to me. I... I worked really closely with the director Tobias, and um, and I wanted it to have those elements of like location triggers, like the couch and the phone booth, um, you know, uh, to kind of just bring out this like mad person in right. me. Um, and I also I really admire Francis in the Lights. I love his um, his videos online. Like I always always watch them, and I think he's such a talented artist and director and. Um, choreographer and I love that a lot of his movements are very like human like they're very like kind of jarring almost mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to bring like elements of that into the choreography for um, my video mm-hmm. and kind of have these like this couch like that I used to you know like be with my ex-boyfriend on it just have this like um, just bring out this like emotional like freak out in me mm-hmm. um, in present day when I see it it works yeah it works. <laughs> Um, I think, isn't this also, like, the first time you've had, like, a romantic, like, lead in a video? Like, I'm like, yeah. I rewatched all your other videos. I'm like, I think she's <laughs> actually kissed a guy in her other videos. I'm like, this is, like, very adult. Was it awkward <laughs> Very or mature. Very, um, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It just felt, it, like, felt natural to me. It was, okay, it was Did awkward for the first before? one. Did yeah, I got to pick, pick I got to look through a couple of options. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a couple options I get to see through. <laughs> I won't ever reveal the other guys. I mean, they're all the runner-ups. So they, they won't feel bad. They would have been wonderful, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, fellas. Um, no, I picked him, and then I think that, like, at first it was weird, because I was just like, is this like, it just, it's so weird to have this, like, I've never acted, I've never done anything like that. Right. So it's just, it's kind of strange to have this, like, be, um, him be representative of someone else, and then, like, me, you know, having to act like he's, like, my present-day boyfriend. It's just, it's just a strange thing. I don't know. It's, it's just, I can't put words it's around acting. it, but, 
but it's it's acting i guess um but <laughs> but it, it felt very natural towards the end actually and um yeah we got along and it was great and um and it felt it felt good because i hadn't had a video that was really like that dove into my emotions like that mm-hmm. um a lot of the other ones just kind of like floated around them and they were like parties blah blah, blah but it was right. this one was kind of like more personal so um i just love that about this video so much happening so much new stuff um i could talk to you forever but i can't because i have to actually like you know release you back into the wild <laughs> um but i'm assuming that more music hopefully is coming you know down the road you know we don't yeah. know when but obviously the is the anticipation like there could be a, a larger body of work at some point down the road yes okay. you, don't um, to, you don't have to give me any dates yeah times, i don't have any anything. details yet anyways we're, we're i don't even know myself so but Good. yes just, there's just something coming that you're like i don't know we i don't know. know turns don't out know. tomorrow there's wink, a whole wink. album that drops <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about um well everyone check out uh day as new single new new single new oh boy that just works out doesn't it yeah new single it's a new day new day new, new, new everything I've never didn't plan it at all um thank you so much thank you Thank you again to the lovely Dea for stopping by the office here in L.A. and sitting down with me to chat. Um, Make sure to check out her new single and video for new. And, uh, yeah, check out all things Dea. You know, it was funny. In the conversation, as, you know, folks listening just heard, um, we said something that, you know, Jason kind of just sort of echoed before we got into the interview where, you know, Dea's mom came up to him and said, you know, thank you for, you know, you know just you know supporting us and jason was like thank you for making the music and you know i said in the interview like how you know when she was on the on the on her indie label art beats um she was able to with a very small team like cut through all the static and be able to actually get a hit with hideaway yeah and that's just super unusual when you have like independent promotion and you're working radio and you're just trying to get it out there and i i told her as you guys heard like it really speaks to you and the song and how it impacted people and and the cool thing was like she co-wrote that song you know it's it's like her words it's you know it's so you know i think it's really cool that you know we're seeing the success of her and how she's you know she's grown up she's getting bigger lots of things happening for day is all grown up it's a new day for Dea. The puns that I wah, used wah, in the interview. Wah. So I know she yeah. Anyway. All right, so let's move on. Now it is time for the chart stat of the week. Hey Jason, you know uh, who I really like? <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that you picked this for the chart stat, but Well, but... Tw- 25 years ago this week, Madonna debuted on the Hot 100 with Erotica. <laughs> The title track and lead single from her album of the same name. The single bout on the October 17th, 1992 dated chart at number 13 and peaked at number 3 a week later. The song, along with its parent album, received a ton of backlash for its suggestive themes and adult content, all of which was complemented by the release of Madonna's adults-only coffee table photography book, Sex, and her racy and poorly reviewed film, Body of Evidence. Still... The Erotica album, which hit number two on the Billboard 200, generated four Hot 100 hits. The title track, Deeper and Deeper, which hit number seven, Bad Girl, which reached number 36, and Rain, which peaked at number 14. So, there you have it. 25 years ago, Madonna debuted on the Hot 100 with Erotica. Erotica. 
laughing over there oh, where would you rank erotica in like if you were to rank madonna albums where would you rank erotica it's actually um it actually is a really good album um it's i think at the time it was just like caught up in like uh, just the sex book and you know oh madonna's pushing buttons and she's taking her clothes off and you know it's just yeah. it was so like no one could really listen to it for the music i think if you listen to it now it's like just a very very good album um, I think that's a lot, I think that works with a lot of artists sometimes like you know in the moment like it's just you're, you're, everyone is distracted by all sorts of other stuff and people don't really get to listen to it for the music you know I what think it, you know what albums like that that you describing it kind of reminds me of is this a is, is this a joke or is this real this is real actually okay. right. I would say I would say people kind of regard Britney's blackout like that oh it totally is like there was such a you know commotion going on around Britney personally when that album came out um, but now it's now it's like regarded. I, I mean, it's 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 an incredible album. It's a very I think I think it's a great album, and I think you know that's what happens when there's so much stuff to distract people from the music. Um, sometimes it's just really hard to appreciate the music for what it is. And then I think you know on the extreme case, you know we sometimes get you know now we have like artists like Beyonce who just say, well, here's the album. I'm not going to distract you with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any interviews. I'm just going to give you a, a I'm going to give you an, a visual album and you get to listen to it and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah. well, anyway, um, any parting words, Jason? Um, we have reached the end of the words. show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm really happy the NBA is back. There's, there's going to be basketball this week. So that's cool. But can yeah. we go, can we go, go out Sixers. on um on the Sixers uh, theme song? No, we can't. <laughs> or whatever whatever no. Some I'm... basketball thing? No. <laughs> this has to be something that we both agree on. Um Okay. Shaquille O'Neal, is that what you're gonna suggest? Some... <laughs> oh, can we listen to That's How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter? Uh no. Really? I think really? we're going I think oh wow, the people are demanding that we go out on That's How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye. I put it in the hoop like slam. I heard the crowd screaming on jail. I swear that I told you the facts. Cause that's how I'll be shot. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.